Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, and welcome to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. I am going to be your host today and your guest, but uh, not to worry, I'm a Gemini. I talk to myself on a pretty regular basis, so I'm going to include you today. Um, And today I want to talk about how to navigate the world as an empath, Um, especially during some holiday seasons or more intense times. I want to start it off by saying I'm Barb Crowley and I'm a recovered empath. Uh, Those of you who are empaths, I can almost feel the energy, um, will understand what I mean about how hard it is to be an empath. And um, I want to start at the beginning, how I have most guests start that uh, when did I become an empath? And I honestly don't know. I do remember that um, when I shut down psychic abilities, I do remember that, or I have stories where I would spook out my uh, parents, you know, friends and visitors by communicating with the other side a lot. Most kids actually do that. And they do it up until they're about four or five years old. And then the veil gets pulled and they can no longer see the other side. But before that, often they can see both sides of the veil, which I did. And I guess I found the other side much more entertaining from what I'm told. But um, so it was natural to me. And it was actually natural in my in my household, although... As I said, not for my um, parents' friends. Anyway, um, I remember the day that I shut down being a psychic. And that day, uh, I was probably about seven, so I made it past the five-year-old mark. And I was with a bunch of friends in a park. And, you know, we were just entertaining ourselves. And um, we were blindfolding one person at a time spinning them around and having them point to their house. And we did it over and over. And I could do it every time. And the last time I did it, as I did it, I heard one of the girls whisper to someone else, she's cheating. (laughs) And that was it. The next time they spun me around, I knew exactly where my house was. And I pointed in the other direction. And that pretty well set things. I wanted to conform more than I wanted to know. Not unusual. But um, when I became an empath, which is different from a psychic, I'm not quite sure when that happened. I do know that in my teenage years, I was able to feel other people. I could feel... You know, if if they were hurt, I was hurt. I could feel that pain. Um, I could feel if they got a cold, I had a cold. I'd stuff up. I'd do the whole thing. And um, actually, when um, there was a lot of laughter, when some of my friends became pregnant, am I going to have contractions? I'm very happy to say that I didn't. So apparently there was some control. But for the most part, there didn't seem to be a lot of control. There was a merging of my energy with um, their energy. And, and that is actually the difference between being an empath and being empathetic. The difference is, is that being empathetic, um, you, you can commiserate. You can understand um, you can um, know what they feel and be empathetic with them. But being an empath, you actually start feeling and thinking and acting for other people. And you actually merge. You become them. It is a, a very difficult place to be. 
Um, but before we go into that part, let's look at the upside of being an empath. And there is a big upside. Um, when, you know, look at all the information you can get. Look at all the things that you know that that your five senses aren't going to tell you. Look at all the um, the knowledge you gather from the world. You um, you meet somebody for the first time, and um, are, who are they? You can know who they are without them saying a word, without facial expressions, which is what a lot of non-believers will go to, but you can know who they are. And most important to empaths, and I think this is one of the main reasons for being an empath, are they safe? Are you safe with them? Um, Are they a person of integrity? Are they someone you like? Maybe more important, are they somebody that likes you? But you can know all of these things on just seeing them, just, you know, um, you don't have to touch them. You don't have to be in the vicinity of them, you, really um, in the vicinity. Um, you don't have to know their name. You can immediately know them. And this is a major, you know, benefit of being an empath. Um, It, it um, as much as that is a benefit, it's also a down, you know, <laughs> because let's say if you're in a group of people, well, that's a lot of information coming at you. That's a lot of people you're checking in with. Um, that's a lot of energy that you're getting bombarded with, and that is. A problem. In fact, there are a number of empaths that cannot even go out into the world, but uh, or have to stay out of out of um, you know crowds, out of you know those situations. Cannot they're just getting bombarded. But um, on the other side, let's go to the back back up to the upside of it, the happy parts of it. It keeps you safe. When you walk into a room, are you safe there? Is it a happy room? Is, it, uh, is there anger here? Um, you know, when you decide that you have to go left rather than right, what did you avoid? You are hyper vigilant to the world. You are constantly, your antennae is constantly out there. Um, checking, 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 rechecking. It's you are constantly checking out the world, your environment, and what you need to know. A lot of time, empaths are coming from fear. Now, I know empaths are going to hate me, especially by the end of this program, I think. But um, because I think it's hard to be an empath, and I don't think we plan to come into the world and have our existence as an empath. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, it's, it's being an empath can leave you with muddled thinking because you're, you're outside. You're looking at everybody else. You're um, experiencing everybody else. So it's muddled think, thinking. Um, you're overwhelmed. You're exhausted. Um, you're experiencing everybody else. But you don't know yourself. The worst part of it, I believe, is you can't trust yourself because you don't know who you are. You don't know if it was your thought or somebody else's thought, whether what you liked is really your like or is it somebody else's. You get all passionate about something today and then tomorrow, you don't care about it. Well, that's kind of embarrassing. You know? <laughs> but mostly, it's confusing. You, you'd start to not trust yourself, not believe what you say anymore, or believe what you think. You have lost yourself. And this is, to me, the biggest, the hardest part, the very hardest part. 
But um, I want to talk about some of my experiences as being an empath. So after shutting down the psychic part and not really knowing uh, that my ability to feel other people's feelings was empathic, I really didn't understand it. Of course, there was nobody to talk to about it. Um, I was a little bit of a joke to everybody else when, you know, somebody would break their leg and not be limping around. Um, but the some of the upside, as I said, was the safety of it. Um, I would go to get into a car with somebody and then refuse, you know, back out and absolutely refuse to be with them and find out later that they were a dangerous person or they were, you know, a drugged out person or whatever, but not somebody I wanted to be with. And the thing is, is I had no idea why I was doing it. I would say to people, we have to get out of here, but panicky. We have to go, we have to go, we have to go. And they would go only because I was crazed and um, and then would find out that something happened in that spot where someone would be hurt. And one of the most um, eye-opening to me, I think, was uh, one night I was coming home from a party like 4 a.m., so it was quite the, a good party. And I was pretty fuzzy going down the driveway. And uh, I was living in my family home at the time. And as I went down the driveway to the back door, I became more and more aware um, and more, um, well, less fuzzy, less more sober, less fuzzy, <laughs> and more and more aware of a heightened um, heightened ability, really, a heightened focus, I guess is the best word. And I came in, as I came to the back door, and I came in the back door, I knew immediately that someone was in the closet, in the dining room, and I could feel his fear. He was there to rob the place and never expected anybody to come in the back door at 4 a.m. And I could feel it, and I knew if I walked into that room or came anywhere near that door, it would be very damaging. I would be badly hurt, he would lash out in his panic and pretty well uh, mow down anything in front of him, you know, violently. So I went right across the kitchen, right upstairs to my bedroom, and I went to sleep, (laughs) which is an odd thing, knowing somebody's downstairs. But I also knew I and everyone else was safe as long as I did not acknowledge what I knew. The next morning when I got up, I, of course, I didn't tell anybody any of this. Uh, when I got up, um, we found out we had been robbed, but the garage had been robbed. And I think he was in the house to rob the house. I surprised him. He went out the door, but he wasn't going to leave empty handed. And he took a number of bikes and some other things. But that's where being an empath honestly saved me. And it saved me a number of times in my life where it was a sudden awareness of uh, you're in danger. And here's all the information you need to know. So, you know, I merged with um, with that burglar. I became him. And I could feel the, the panic and the violence ready to come to the surface in panic and what it would mean to me. Um, so when actually I became an empath, I don't know. I honestly don't know. But in working with other empaths, and um, I have realized that many are born empaths. And others become empaths. And they become empaths when something has happened, a trauma, a fear, something has jolted them. Now, keep in mind, this jolt could be as a child, as a, um, as a you know, a young child who, let's say, the, the parents get, get into a fight, and, which is nothing, really. But to a child, it's frightening. 
and they pop out of their body. When I say pop out of their body, their spirit actually leaves their body. Now, obviously not completely, or their body would be dead, but it leaves the body enough to experience the world from a spiritual place rather than a physical place. And um, as I said, keep in mind, it doesn't have to be a trauma that we as adults would recognize as a trauma, but it has it's a fear or an upset that a child would feel. That's one thing. The other thing is a straight-out upset. Um, an upset or a trauma would pop you out of your body. Um, there are a number of things that will pop you out of your body, and, and fear or shock pretty much right up there at the top of it. Um, but once you're out of your body and the spirit feels that, and realizes the information that can be gathered. And you, as a human, understand that you have a whole new set of tools. This becomes something that you do. This is something that you use. You now can know, are you safe? Um, where your eyes and your ears and touch, wouldn't you wouldn't know. So, but you can know by being out of body. And it's an easy thing, and frankly, your spirit does prefer it, you know, so um, it's nice to be out of body. Being in body is a little cramped to a spirit, so being out of body is not exactly, you know, a rough time. But what happens is being out of body, you get into the habit of being out of body. This is where I believe you become an empath. Now, keep in mind, I want to go back to people who are born empaths. And they're born already kind of out of body. Um, You know, before I get into being born as an empath, I'm going to take a break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. One thing's for certain. Life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, this is Barb Crowley, the Recovered Empath. And uh, we've been talking about uh, why you're an empath, how you became an empath. And I just talked about being popped out of body by um, trauma, fear. Um, But I'm going to also talk now about um, being born an empath. And being born an empath, when you come into the world and you are, you know, your physical being, but you are also somewhat out of body. Your spirit is used to being out of body. You have spent past lives where you've popped out and you have um, experienced the world as an empath. To experience the world as an empath is to have major tools where you can gather information and you can, um, you can experience other people. So the person who's coming in as an empath really no, doesn't know how else to be in the world. They have no idea what it's 
like to have a full human experience. Um, And a full human experience is to have your spirit fully in your body. Before you came into the world, the plan, uh, my belief is that you make a plan before you get here. And you set up, you you build your own body to um, and your own situation and your parents and, you know, your own life circumstances to support the experiences you want to have. The only way to really have those experiences is to be fully in body and to be present. Um, you can't be present unless you're fully in body. So... To be an empath is not to be fully experiencing life. And yes, empaths, I know you're not happy about that. (laughs) Sorry, but this is my belief. This is what I have seen as a psychic and what I have experienced as an empath. Um, Being out of body. And again, this is the spirit has just left a little bit of the spirit in the body, but is free to roam and free to gather and free to know and free to to become other people and merge. Um, So when you come in and you're in the habit of gathering information from, um, you know, from other people, from the world, from a spiritual level, not using your five senses, but using your sixth sense, your other senses, and and which are really much better in many ways. You not only don't know how to use your body to gather information, um, you don't see why. <laughs> you know, you're in a habit of gathering information differently. But your spirit, the spirit, not the one that's bailing out of body, but the spirit, the one, uh, the part of you who set up the plan wants to be fully here, wants to fully have the experiences that are planned. So there is a bit of a, a fight going on um, where your, your planned spirit, your spirit of planning is, is trying to get you back in. As you are out, what, it's not a tool your spirit's using, it just happens. As you are out of body, you are getting hit pretty hard by all other energies. You're getting muddled. You don't know who you are. Um, you get psychic hits. And I call them, uh, th- that's a frightening word, but I call them psychic hits because, um, and psychic attacks. When somebody comes up to you and and yells at you, let's say, or in some way disparages you, you crumble. You actually crash. That's because you were so vulnerable to the energy they are throwing at you because you're not fully in body. This is part of being an empath. You feel it so much more fully than someone in body would feel it. There is the boundaries are not strong. In fact, from going out of your body so much or spending most of your time out of body, um, the coming in and out actually makes the boundaries of your aura or your energy field somewhat porous. And being porous allows other energies to come in, allows not only other spirits to come in, other empaths to come in, but also that kind of energy that has been thrown at you now has no boundary to keep out of it, out of you. So you will just crash with that. Um, Being an empath very often can feel as if you're crazy. And sometimes you are. (laughs) Sometimes you are. Um, Again, because you don't know. You don't know yourself. And you don't know who is you and who is them. There is no dividing point. So um, that obviously is the downside. Now, for the people who were born as empaths, 
Um, they're kind of in a harder situation because they've never experienced in this lifetime working through the body. They've not experienced fully being in body. And it's a habit. And it's also a habit for somebody who's been popped out, um, especially young. That's a habit too. But um, it makes it very hard to undo that habit. Like all bad habits, it's hard to undo a bad habit and get back in you know, to your, to your um, body when you, you don't know what that feels like. You don't know how to do it. So <clears throat> the other problem um, I'm going to go into in being an empath is when you go out to experience someone else, and that's what you're doing is experiencing as in um, being empathetic, you would recognize it. You would identify with it. But there'd be separation. As an empath, there's not separation. You are experiencing that other person. Not only are you doing that, but you have gone out into their energy field and become them. This is how you have so much information. You have become that person. And now you know quite a lot about what they know about themselves. So, you know, great on one side, but it's kind of a violation. It's like going into somebody's house uninvited. So, um, but, you know, this is what you know. So you go into somebody else's energy field to know them. And while you're gathering up information, you are as I said, becoming them, it being experienced, experiencing them. When you've gathered what you need to gather, when you're done, you come back into your own energy field, but you don't come back in clean. You have some of their energy with you. And when you bring that energy back into your space, your energy field, your body, um, and you don't clean out, and I'll do the clean out in a little bit, because a lot of people don't really know how to clean out, or and a lot of people don't clean out. But anyway, so when you come back into your own body and you bring back some of that other person, it muddles, you know, your thinking. It muddles your feeling. You no longer know. I say to people, it's like going to a restaurant and ordering Brussels sprouts. And as they're going to get you Brussels sprouts, you think, I hate Brussels sprouts. Why did I order Brussels sprouts? That's because the energy you brought back in, they love Brussels sprouts. Unfortunately, the Brussels sprouts are coming to your body and you don't like them. But the worst part is you wonder, who are you? Why would you do that? You know you don't like this dish. Why would you order it? And the trust starts to break down, if it hasn't already. Starts to break down because you no longer trust what you say, what you do, and what you think. This is a, a hard place to be. This is a lost place to be. And in many cases, this can, with enough of it, um, this can make you feel that you are insane. Um, you're, you're going for, for um, mental help all the time and really not getting a whole lot because nobody's addressing this. Nobody knows about it or understands it. Not only are you coming back with their energy, but your doors, it's an open door policy from coming and going so much, your energy field is porous. So when you go into, and a lot of people this happens to, they'll go into a grocery store and just feel completely um, barraged, overwhelmed. Um, abused is a good word. Um, but certainly, you know, they have to get out. They can't stay in there. The, it, the energies are just too hard to take. And the world starts to become smaller. It starts to become, where can they go? 
how many people can be around them. They have lost all the boundaries. So in um, in going into places, you have to look before you go in to see, can you afford to be there? You no longer have any boundaries. You have an open door policy. Other empaths are hopping into your space. Um, the energy of the building will jump into your space. Low-level uh, spirits will also come into your space because they want to see what it feels like to be a human. You were able to build a body. They were not. So they will come in. So now everybody's there. You've got a pretty crowded little space going on here. The worst part is it's chaos. You are now in the middle of a very loud, chaotic um, energy field. And you're running away, trying to get away, trying to get home, because this is the only way you can calm it down. Well, you can become homebound this way. And I know I'm bringing it to an extreme. Um, it can happen, and, and hopefully with a lot of you, it does not happen to this extreme. But you still have that muddled thinking, that not sure who you are, that that constantly not feeling safe in your own body, not feeling um, comfortable in your own skin. You've heard that term, and that, that term is really when you're not comfortable in your own skin because you're not used to being in your own body. Um, and this is, this is um, I call it psychic attacks, when you're just attacked that way, when you're just burdened that way. Psychic attack is a hard energy coming at you, but it's also a lot of energy coming at you. So with me, I had to learn how, um, how to not do it. And in learning how to not do it, I also had to give up a whole lot of things that I liked about it. And one of those things was um, I would go into a place and let's say a perfect example is I was a sales rep and I would go in to make a sales call on a buyer. And the buyer had an office within a warehouse and there were a lot of people around and I knew all the people. You know, I remember deliberately opening the door and sending my spirit out to check out that whole area. Everybody who was there, what was going on, uh, what was going on with my buyer so I'd be able to, to reflect, you know, the mood they were in. Um, what was going on in the business? I could tell, are we profitable or not today? Is it a good day or not a good day? <laughs> you know, I like this. And I did it deliberately. And I got all of that information. What I did not know is I also got all of that energy and brought it back. So how do we get rid of that? And how do we take care of that? Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about, too, in being out of body, this was kind of a funny story. Well, actually, I'm going to save that story. And I'm going to make you come back to hear that one. <laughs> and this is being out of body and going into other people's lives without being aware. So I'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. One thing's for certain. Life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one -one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, I'm Barb Crowley, Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. And I'm here today talking about... um, empaths and I'm a recovered empath. So I'm coming from my experience and what I've learned. And I was just telling a story about, and this is more of a funny story about um, what it's like to be an empath and always out of body or often out of body. And uh, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you have your to-do list running through your head and um you know, I, I was going through my to-do list and I was thinking, well, I had a um, 11 o'clock, this couple was coming in, they were going to, I had to have their car ready, their new car, we're going to really, you know, clean it up, make it shiny and special because they had never put a new car before. So I wanted to make it a special experience for them. They're coming in at 11, so I want to take care of that there early. And then at one o'clock, a woman would be coming in and she was going to test drive another car. So I need to add that car gassed up and, and cleaned up and, and ready for, and, you know, availability printed out and, and, you know, pricing, all this stuff. And while I'm in the middle of my to-do list, I realize I don't sell cars. I am in somebody else's to-do list. I don't sell cars. I have to admit, my first reaction was pure relief because I really didn't want to do any of those things. (laughs) It was pure relief, but then it was awe that I could float up into somebody else's life, somebody else's to-do list. And I always envisioned uh, a river going um, past above our heads with all the other impasse, with everybody else in there. And as I drifted up into it, I would become any one of them. And that, in a way, is an empath. So that's who I drifted into that day. And that's a perfect example of being out of body, of just kind of floating around the world. And again, becoming other people. But I kind of like that, the the actual relief of not having to do that (laughs) was exceptional, was absolutely exceptional. So I talked about how to protect yourself and how to, um, well, there are a couple different things, how to protect yourself, but also how to learn to be in body, how to come back and have a full human experience. The protection, let's start there, because some of, some of you are not going to want to give up being an empath, and that's fine if you can protect yourself. If you can, it's going to be, um, it's going to be tough. Being an empath is hard. It's going to be tough. But, you know, you, you make your choices. So um, in protecting yourself, to do a clean out, and many of you know how to do this, but to do a clean out is one of is probably the most important thing. And um, I, I will put a meditation on my website that you can come and uh, listen to. I'll walk you through it. Um, so the clean out is we're going to use the standard. You are on the um, grounding cord. But not only you, your whole your whole aura is sitting on that grounding cord. And it goes all the way to the center of the earth. And we're going to flip that lever and suck down all the energy that is not yours or you're done with. 
but mostly that is not yours. All the energy you have picked up while going out to visit everybody else, but all the energy too that has come into your space because your boundaries are so porous, because you're, you haven't been able to really protect yourself or know what is yours and what isn't. And you're going to suck that all out. Now, most people know that part of the um, meditation. Now, I'm, much, I'm kind of running through it, but, you know, again, if you want to come to my website, viewthroughtheveil.com, I'll have a meditation for you. The next part is a very important part that a lot of people don't know about it. And this is where you get into trouble. And that is the fill-in. And the fill-in is to put a big globe above your head and to pull your energy back from everywhere you've left it. And you have left it a lot of places. So you're going to pull it back. Now, when I'm looking at this, my visualization, and you have to come up with your own, is like little comets with fiery tails. And they're all coming back into this globe. And as this globe fills up, my globe is is gold but you can have anything you want, any color you want. I only ask that you have one color per day, that it's not flipping around all the time. Pick one color. And as it fills up, you in your mind's eye are going to lean up and you are going to pop a hole in the bottom of that globe. That is your spirit. That is your soul. That is all of your energy in that globe. And you're going to have it come down into the top of your head and go through your your head, through your torso, your body, your arms, your fingers, um, down over your legs, down your feet, into your feet. You can see it all the way through. Then you can have it, there's so much coming in, you can have it come out the bottom of your chakras and come out and fill up your aura, your energy field around you, and go all the way back up so you, you're completely full and your energy field is completely full, and go all the way back up to the top where it's still coming in through that hole and have it spout out. There's so much. And as it spouts out, it seals. You are now completely in your own energy in your own body, and there is no room for any other energies to come into your space. You right now are protected. So I have to tell you, when I first learned to do this, I would bring the energy into my body, and I would bring it down to my feet, and I would do it detail by detail. It was... um, it can be kind of meticulous, kind of painful in a way because it's it's slow, it's boring. It, it honestly, it's like um, exercise. <laughs> it's it's you know it's something you don't want to do, um, and you will resist, but do it. So I would bring it in. I'd bring it all the way down to my feet because I was so used to being out of body my spirit would immediately start to retract. What I did to make this work is I put snaps on my toes and my ankles and all my joints, and I would snap my spirit into my body. I had to do it because I had spent my whole life and possibly lives before pulling out of my body. So I would snap it in on my toes, on my ankles, my knees, my hips, my shoulders, elbows, fingers. I would do everything to keep my spirit into my body. And eventually, it would work. (laughs) And I say eventually because this is a bad habit that you have gotten a long time ago, this life of past lives, and um, you you um, 
have to break a bad habit and bring in another habit. And you know that takes time and you know that takes energy and you know it's not what you want to do, but you have to do it. Because when you feel what it feels like to be in your own body, and again, you know, you can get hold of me to go through a slower meditation and and I will have you feel what this feels like. But to be in your own body and in your own space, there's a calmness, there's a peace, there's a, well, the other thing is there's a heaviness, <laughs> but there's a calmness and a peace that for many people, they've never felt in their lives. There's a coming home that they've never felt in their lives. When you do this, and at the beginning, it's really tedious, I understand, but you can get to the point where you can do it quickly. You can do it at red light. You can do a clean out and fill in very quickly. And once you start to do that and break that old habit and create this new habit and integrate with your own spirit, um, your feeling of being here, being on the earth plane, being right, being solid, um, being comfortable in your own skin, and knowing yourself, and being comfortable with yourself, all of this will start to happen. And you almost can't make it happen as an empath any other way. Um, I know a lot of empaths who spend a lot of time with psychotherapists, psychologists, trying to make themselves sane. And in reality, bringing your spirit into your own body is what will make you sane. Once you do this enough and, and again, get into the new habit, you will now be protected. I'm not saying that you will never have any, any other energy come into your um, energy field. You will. It's going to happen. And there are times you're going to pop out of your body too. But when some another energy comes into your field, you'll know it. Sometimes you'll know it after you start feeling crazy again, feeling goofy, um, feeling ungrounded and, and unnerved. You know, you'll start to recognize when some other energy is in your spirit and you can immediately, just the recognition, it's out. Um, when you pop out of body and it happens, you know, it happens on a shock. It happens on, you know, in many ways. It can happen, but it's quickly. It's, you know, you're out of body, you're ungrounded, you know it doesn't feel good, and you will immediately pull it back in. Um, one thing I wanted to warn, which um, when I was talking about the, the bringing energy back in, is um, I know everybody likes to think that they will recognize your energy and other energy. It's not so easy to do. Um, not until you've, you've broken that bad habit and gotten to the good habit of knowing yourself and knowing the feeling of your own spirit. Um, if someone else is afraid of snakes and you are afraid of snakes, their energy looks like your energy. You don't recognize it as other to know that other energy has come into your space. You don't recognize it. You will know it in um, the unnerved feeling, the ungrounded feeling, the, the ordering Brussels sprouts feeling. <laughs> you'll know it that way. And the more you do it, the more you'll get to know it. But you will not recognize always other energy. Um, Often it can come disguised. Um, so when you get to that point, you are actually no longer an empath. So now I have taken you from being an empath and made you blind and deaf because how else are you going to gather information? And that takes training as a psychic, how to look through your neutral chakra, how to 
be able to gather information from here, from inside your own energy fields, inside your own space. How do you gather that information without merging with other people? And there are techniques to do that. So when I train an empath to stop leaving their body, I also train them to be able to be a psychic, to see from inside their own space, to see and gather the information that they need um, in a psychic way, in a psychic way, and in a neutral way. When you're an empath, you're never neutral. You are always feeling. Um, You need neutrality to get clear information. So um, I have classes that um, where I teach empaths. This is my thing because I was there, and I know that feeling of chaos and that feeling of assault and that feeling of, um, of you know, just thinking I'm crazy, feeling insane, and, and the hopelessness and the loneliness of it. I do know all those things. And so coming from... A recovered empath. This is how you do it. I'm going to have to wind up right now. We're at the end of the show, but I would like to invite all of you to my website, a view through the veil.com. And uh, I do have classes, but if you have specific questions, please do email me. And um, hopefully, let's happily live in your own space. And uh, And feel what it feels like to have a truly human experience. So thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to me. And I hope you have a great weekend. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.